There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What is your couple's sleep style? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Bradley Trainer, why are we asking people about how they sleep? Well, because I'm just nosy and I want to know what you sleep in. No, I just want to know how you sleep with your partner. Not like, you know, euphemistically, like, I don't want your sex. Um, like I don't Michael. want your sex. <laughs> Uh, but I do want to talk about uh, your sleep habits with your partner because I was reading this article. Um, I did not watch uh, the interview, but Carson Daly was talking about how his wife served him sleep divorce papers. <laughs> and it was um, it, the article sort of framed it as like sleep divorces are a thing. And I was like, God, is that really a thing? Like people get sleep divorced? Well, turns out. His experience was that they have separate sleeping arrangements that started, I believe, when his wife got pregnant and just kind of continued. And he said it like helps their relationship. It was the best quote, best thing that ever happened to them because they slept better apart. Mm -hmm. And I've heard other people say that, too. And, you know, sometimes I think people get judgmental about people's sleep habits, which is weird. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought I bet Carson Daly's not alone. And I can tell you about my own story as well, but I know that um, people are calling to share their sleep habits, 651-641-1071. But that's what got me uh, thinking about this story. Let's go to the phones uh, because we've had Lizzie waiting for quite some time. Hi, Lizzie. Hi, Lizzie. Hi, how are you? Good. Good. Thank you for holding. Lizzie, what's your couple sleep style? I can barely hear you. Can oh. you hear me? Yeah, we can, we can hear, hear you. you. Okay, great, great. Um, so I, okay, the given is I love my husband, so that's out there. But he's a bit handsy and ha- has arms like an orangutan. So we sleep spoon style, which makes me feel like I'm choking. But the best thing we're doing now is he's living in Reno, Nevada. And um, so that's our sleep style right now, and it's perfect. Oh, so in I love all it. different states, I, I love, love it. it, Lizzie. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for your. I mean, call. that's that's one way of doing it. You know, and by the way, I just I just want to point out the first thing Lizzie said was, "I love my husband." And I think what you said, Bradley, is people have a tendency to have like weird opinions oh, about other people's together? yeah, other people's Trouble sleep and habits. And I think let's just all approach this conversation yeah. understanding that you adore your partner. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go or to maybe Michelle. You don't. Maybe you too, don't. Right? That's cool. You. Uh, Michelle is on the line. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Michelle. What is your couple's yep. sleep style? Uh, we have separate bedrooms. 
Mm. So, like, can I ask a question, Michelle? Did you sure. start? Did you start with separate bedrooms, or was it like an evolution? Talk me through a little bit, uh, however you're comfortable. An evolution. So, when we started dating, we had the same bedroom, and then when we were engaged, same bedroom. Married, we slowly started going out to the couch, and then we moved, and now we have each have our own bedroom. <laughs> And so do you feel like that, like, what was the, the, I mean, it sounds like maybe it was just kind of like a slow evolution, but like, what have you noticed different about your relationship since you did that? Well, I would definitely say it affects like our, you know, affection. I mean, I miss like not waking up to someone, but we both get a lot better sleep. Mm -hmm. I mean, he has a little bit of sleep apnea and I'm a light sleeper. He like switches during the night. I wake up. You know, any move and I wake up. Mm. So, yeah, it's kind of, we need to sleep more than uh, closeness. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I get mean, it. thank you, Michelle, Thanks, for Michelle. your call. Um, but, you know, she, that's, I mean, to, to say we just need sleep. That is an important piece of sleeping. Yeah, well, if you want to be your best self, you need to get some sleep, right? right? And if you're unable to do it, I totally get it. Um, I did want to bring up this email we got from Joe who said, same bed, different blankets. She has her own comforters. Mm -hmm. And I use my own blanket. No fighting for blankets. Now, that is actually a thing. And that was part of this story from Carson Daly as they were talking about this. I think it's like you know, everything has to be like a, you know, the Norwegian sleep thing or the, you know, Japanese mm-hmm. organizational thing. But um, some people swear by this, like you have separate blankets because then you're not doing the like I'm tugging the blanket. And apparently that can affect uh, how uh, soundly you sleep, like if somebody's pulling the blankets. Ah, uh, can confirm. Do you do that? I have a, so we start with the comforter on. I have temperature issues and my husband is, I love him. I, we all know this. He is a hoarder. He is a blanket hoarder. Yeah. And so I typically keep another blanket down right next to my side of the bed. So then all I have to do is do the same thing. if he yeah. yanks them off, I'm not mad. I'm not trying to yank them back and get in an argument in the middle of the night. That's dumb. I just pick my blanket up and put it over me and keep on sleeping. For me, it's not even about like Jamie doesn't steal blankets, but I keep a blanket because I get cold mm-hmm. way more than he ever does. And I'm always like, I need more blankets. Unless it's hot and then you need to be cold. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's why actually lately I've been sleeping on the couch because it's cold in our our first floor. We're having issues with our second floor uh, air conditioning. And uh, until that gets fixed, I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to go sleep mm-hmm. on the couch. And sometimes I'll get up and halfway through the night and go to bed. But because of that, it, that area is just too hot and Jamie can sleep in like a sauna. Yeah. And he literally could sleep at 100 degrees. But so and and it's it is nice, I will say, like being able to fall asleep on your own, sort of not having someone else to think about, like mm-hmm. when you're getting, you know, moving around and you know, yeah. whatever. Anyway, so the moral of the story is I understand that people um, can thrive in different environments. Let's let Vera have the final word on the couple sleep style. Hi, Hi Vera. Vera. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. What's your couple's sleep style? Um, well, mine, I think many people mentioned it of sleeping in different rooms. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you, you know, love about it? Well, <laughs> many things. You know, it really started, my husband does snore, and he can fall asleep the minute his head hits the pillow. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to go to bed before him to make sure I was asleep. But then I started 
when I started to hit menopause and my hot flashes, I was like, kept him away because I'd pull off the blankets and then I was cold and pulled them back on. And so now we're both getting really good sleep. Good. And it's really helped. See, That's and awesome, then you like Vera. each other more. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And then when we want to be together, we just schedule that. I don't know. It's just yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Vera, thank Thanks, you Vera. for your call. And I, you know, what she said is like, so like there, there's nothing worse than getting into middle of the night fights over how you're sleeping. Right. Mm-hmm. Because then you wake up in the morning and you're cranky because you didn't sleep well and you're resentful because somebody else was doing something in their sleep that they can't control. Right. I will say I feel fortunate. I think my husband and I are mostly sleep compatible and we figured out our our ways around it. Like I said, the blanket on the floor situation yeah. has helped me tremendously. Uh, and, you know, uh, but I'm open. Yeah, absolutely. I'm open. If someday we need separate rooms, I'm in. Holly, do you have any uh, unique sleep uh, habit lessons that you and your hubby have uh, experienced? The dream is separate bedrooms. The reality is not right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someday. Yeah. Someday. Someday. I do think it's interesting. Like, I do think we've sort of like crossed into a, a, a an agreement culturally where we're open to that. Like that doesn't tell you anything about whether or not a couple is in love yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like we've just kind whatever of crossed for... into a place where like, yeah. do, do you? Yeah, absolutely. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, Billy Bush is a liar <laughs> and Bradley's going to tell us why it all has to do with Wendy Williams after this on my talk one Oh seven one. Well, apparently we have some new information regarding what Wendy Williams is going to be up to next. Uh, because Billy Bush is telling us on the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Bradley, uh, what is Billy Bush telling us? A lies. Oh. Uh, and, you know, the story, he, there's a story I want to tell you about Wendy's next chapter. Actually, he's going to tell you about Wendy Williams' next chapter. But in doing so, he's lying to us. And uh, I would like to just play a clip for you, and then um, I'm going to make you ask a bunch of questions I know you're going to have. Okay. All right, so, Holly, if we have the video ready, what you're going to hear is Billy Bush allegedly, supposedly telling you what's next for uh, none other than Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams on the horn here. I will tell you exactly everything she just said. Wendy, I love you. You're an icon. Hell of a run, girl. Hell of a run, girl. Hell of a run. So here's the deal. She sat down with Debmar Mercury, the production company. They own the Wendy Williams show. It was an amicable, all agreed, we did it. Let's get out of here. We're done. She's heading off into the world of podcasts with iTunes. Congratulations to Wendy Williams on a tremendous run. What purported to have just happened is, and I'm going to pull this up to just look at the visual myself again to remind myself. But from what I remember, uh, first in this video, they did a little like clip of the end of the Wendy Williams show that we just talked about, which, Mm -hmm. by the way, she wasn't there for. And then extra switches to Billy checks in with Wendy and he's and it says on the phone colon wendy williams there's a picture of wendy and there's video of billy bush in the extra studio holding his phone pointing at it saying (laughs) um that he's can we just play it again please yeah Yeah. because really quickly uh, while you're listening to this 
just remember that in 2022, there is technology that will actually record phone calls. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, again, he's alleging that he's on the phone with her and then listen to what he says. Wendy Williams on the horn here. I will tell you exactly everything she just said. Wendy, I love you. You're an icon. Hell of a run, girl. Hell of a run, girl. Hell of a run. So here's the deal. She sat down with Debmar Mercury, the production company. They own the Wendy Williams show. It was an amicable, all agreed, we did it. Let's get out of here. We're done. She's heading off into the world of podcasts with iTunes. Congratulations to Wendy Williams on okay, the trip. Okay, okay. So, that's ridiculous. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm on the horn here with Wendy. I'm going to tell you what she just said. So he's pointing at his phone as if she's on the phone and they're going to talk. Oh, wait, no, you just talked. And he's like yelling at the phone. Hell of a run. Hell of a run, Wendy. Why isn't she talking? Yeah, why am I not hearing the interview? I don't understand. I'm actually genuinely confused at at the point of all of this. Thank you. Well, here's what I think the point is. I think the point is that somebody is trying to make it seem like Wendy is fine. Everything's fine. It was a mutual decision that she left her show. And now she's got a big new deal with podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Mm -hmm. iTunes. I have a question for you. I have no answers. I'm here for the question, though. Does Apple pay for podcasts? No. No, iTunes is just a podcast aggregator. Right. Meaning anybody can have a podcast on iTunes. Yeah, we do. So it's like, but this just sounds like somebody's trying to make a story because in the, the print journalism goes along with this story <laughs> quotes it's framed as wendy reveals exclusively what's next and they're selling it as she's got big plans and a podcast deal with itunes but you that's make, not you a don't thing. make deals with itunes no and he's not actually talking to her it's like it's a total setup how did they even like bring this to air i don't do they think we're dumb? I mean, yeah. when you watch it, it's... Yeah, it's, they do, actually. I want to just underscore this for the listener who didn't see what the tomfoolery and skullduggery that we just laid our eyeballs on, but he's holding his phone, and there are producers of the show, of Extra, in the shot with, like, steno pads, like, getting ready to take notes. There's a camera person there. There's a whole set... They've set this entire thing up, and there's no Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> what were those theatrics? I love your you, that because you're you're having the exact reaction you should, Holly. <laughs> what? What? What is even more confusing is that legitimate news. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Outlets are running with this Billy Bush exclusive oh, meeting. the not even Los- get me started. Because Bradley, Colleen, 
I'm very confused by this story. So certainly, if there was some big announcement that Apple was getting into the original podcasting business, there'd be a big to-do. Wendy right. Williams is a huge broadcasting star. There's nothing. The Los Angeles Times takes exclusively Billy Bush's word from what we just saw, which was absolutely nothing. He even put on his readers to make it look like it was more legitimate. Hell of a run! He's just yelling at the phone, by the way. And he's pointing at the phone. Like, this is a total setup. And honestly, again, I don't know what it's for or who's promoting, like, who's pushing this. But, you know, again, and it's not to say I don't think Wendy Williams should not have a next chapter, that she shouldn't have an exclusive podcast deal. But it just seemed like there was a lot of window dressing in this story that doesn't amount to much. Because, again, anybody who wants to do a podcast can do the iTunes thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like if if they had said she's got an exclusive deal with Spotify. Now, I think we had heard a story about how she wanted those things. Mm-hmm. Like she wanted a podcast deal with Spotify or somebody. Sure. But that doesn't mean there is. And again, you don't actually hear Wendy at all. Oh, no. In any of this. Because you know who else is on Apple doing podcasts? Who? I mean, everyone. But sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We are. Thank you. Meaning it is nothing. Thanks, Holly. Thanks, Hals. I love you. No, no, it's uh, just well, like very humbling. There, there. Oh. Well, also, you know, like your two friends who are like, we're really hilarious. Yeah, Barb and Francine from, and we've been in our basement for the last yeah. six years doing a podcast. No shame, because that's that that's near and dear to my heart. But that is not an exclusive. No. Thank you very much, Billy Bush. Ugh, we see you. Also, Billy, Billy Bush. Bush? Like, how, how? What? Oh, how did he listen. get this exclusive? Oh. When we were, t- he didn't. Hell That's of the a thing, run. Bradley. Hell he, of a run. He didn't get this exclusive. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving worse than Billy Bush. We call them D-Bags. After this, on my. Behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. We call them D Bags. Bags of D. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Daily Mail. Why? Well, because of this story. Exclusive. Jaws actress faces choppy waters again. 75-year-old Susan Blackliney, who played Skinny Dipper Devoured by Shark in 1975 film, is spotted near her houseboat days before movie's 47th anniversary as her battery and DUI charges are revealed. What just happened? A lot. Is this reported by Billy Bush? No. No, because then it would just be like, hell of a run, (laughs) hell of a run. I'm on the phone with Susan... 
I don't know if I'm saying that right. Black Liney or Black Liney? I don't know. But Susan is the uh, iconic actress in Jaws who gets eaten. You know, she's skinny dipping. Yeah. And she gets torn to pieces by the Great White Shark in yep. 1975's iconic Steven Spielberg movie. Well, apparently they decided, hey, it's just before the 47th anniversary and she's got some troubles going on in her life. Oh, so geez. they're taking photos of her out and about looking 75. Yeah. I mean, you know, looks like she's she's just been living life for yeah. 75 years. And it's just one of those articles where they just make her seem so sad and pathetic. And I'm like... I mean, a lot of people get DUIs and battery charges. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying it's not newsworthy per se, but like, when was the last time you thought of the lady who got eaten by Aiton? Aiton by that shark. I'll tell you the Such last time the, I thought about her okay. when I watched the movie, yeah. and then I that was it. I yeah. thought or about like her while when I saw you're it in happen. the pool or you're in the ocean. Yeah. You're like I might get eaten by a shark, like that one lady did. But you didn't even know her name was Susan. No, nope. and you certainly didn't know that it's now 47 years since the release. By the way, June 20th. That was just yesterday, mm. 1975, the year I was born. So I'm I'm as old as as Jaws. Um, and but you didn't care that the retired actress apparently is having some legal issues and like who's the boob who's like hey we got photos of that jaws lady looking like a hot mess i mean i'm sad for her but rude daily mail also her marital name is susan swindle oof so i don't know swindale i don't know but anyway like I don't know. Anyway, um, then they go on to just like tell the whole story. Uh, But then back in 2019, she was charged with a DUI after careening into another vehicle in her neighborhood. Great. I mean, again, like there are a lot of tragedies in the world. Did we need to focus on poor Susan? Right. Yeah. Can I also just say something about her that I cannot believe you didn't notice or say? Does she not bear a striking resemblance to a friend of the show? Um, are you going to say tan, Mom? Yes, don't you see it? I don't think she bears it. I mean, she's certainly tan. I'm just saying, she yeah. to me, I, I opened this and thought that this that was an was article tan about Tan Mom. Um, I, she is rather tan. Mm-hmm. She's been spending a lot of she time likes to be tan. in the ocean. Uh, also, speaking of Tan Mom, I did learn, by the way, she's due in court in November. She's fine. Uh-huh. I don't know. She's going to, uh, I mean, clearly if she's showing up, uh, she's trying to be held accountable for her crimes. Uh, By the way, can I just point one more thing out before you go to yeah, Tan Mom? Yeah, of course. I also think it's hilarious in a dark way that they have paparazzi like hiding in the bushes photographs well, of her on a houseboat. Yeah, like I don't like they're really trying to get the Jaws theme going with this story of her. Well, yeah, but also like who's like, hey, you know what we need right now? Photos of that lady in Jaws. I mean, and let's go out and take photos of her. Yeah. Like that seems like you're digging in the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Right. Or the ocean. Um, okay. Back to uh, something quickly. Cause you mentioned tan mom. And I was going to say that I learned today that tan mom and Martha Stewart are from the same place. <gasps> Nutley, New, Nutley Jersey? New Jersey. Yeah. Get out of town. Oh. Yeah. Martha Stewart was very much a working class uh, lady, you know, in her origin. Yeah. Uh, like our good friend Tan Mom. And they both, uh, you know, they got both got their beginnings in Nutley, New Jersey. Got their start in Nutley. Who knew?
They just learned that today. So it's you know. a small world. It's it a really small is. world. Thank after you for all. sharing that fun fact, You're Bradley Trainer. Anyway, Daily Mail, stop being so nasty. Yeah, that's. It's rude. like when they went after Aaron Moran. Yeah. May she rest in peace. Yeah. Rude. Would you like to know who my D bag is? I would. Who's your D bag, please? Julia Fox. Oh, that lady. Okay, so the Julia muse. Fox, the muse of uh, the former muse of Kanye West. You know, it's just like that she's talking in general, and some of it is the talking that she's doing. Um, but you know, they love paparazzi love to get photographs of her out and about wearing the wildest outfits. Like uh, the day that she went shopping in um, basically a bikini, right? Yeah. Uh, or the day that she was out walking in her uh, jean boots, right? Yeah. With her jean purse. With her jean purse that literally was made from jeans. Yeah. Well, so Julia Fox, and I think she posted this on an Instagram live at some point and they covered it that she said basically... She was like, I'm going to go out for a walk to increase the chances of being popped because the world's needs the world needs this look. So she dresses up funky and then goes walking in New York on purpose to increase her, the likelihood that she'll get photographed out walking in New York. Right. OK, no shame in that game. But she did walk a red carpet and was interviewed, and I wanted to share with you the thoughts that she shared on the red carpet. Okay. Uh, she was apparently asked about her fashion, and she was talking about her, you know, what the what it takes to to be risky in the fashion world. Yeah. She said, "I just think being fearless and not giving a bleep, doing what I feel like doing, and not caring about whether society thinks it's normal or not." If I think it's cool, then it's cool. I'm like, okay, great. That's solid advice. And then she goes on and she says uh, the following. She says, I grew up in the city around gay culture and queer culture. So for me, it's where I feel the most comfortable. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting insight to Julia Fox. I hadn't. Sure. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then she goes on and says the following. The gays appreciate the fashion, you know. The basics are a little more like, oh my God, what is she wearing? She's trying too hard. Whereas the gays are like, oh my God, she looks bleeping amazing. If you have the opportunity to serve, why not serve? Oh, I just got it. What do you mean? Oh, she means like serve looks. Yeah. I thought she was meaning like she is serving the population by being an icon. Now this, now I'm an idiot. Serve looks. Yeah. (laughs) I was, I'm not sure, I was not mm-hmm. quite sure where we were going, but I was on board because it's Julia Fox. Well, also, I was like, well, maybe it's like a gay thing, like she's, uh, you know, offended on behalf of the gays or something. No, 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 no. No, you, you thought she was saying... <laughs> like doing... that she was a servant. Like that she was helping some sort of message. Well, she does say, a quote, cause. I'm providing a service. So, like, I, I mean, I do I think mean, that you're she right. thinks... You're right, she does say that. She, I do think that she believes that she's providing the world with fashion looks uh, as community service. And to be fair, I, oh. you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people. But to her point, like, yeah, it's Julia Fox. I mean, she. we've all had our Julia Fox period. Um, What do you mean by that? Well, I think uh, most of us have gone through a period of life where we think the entire world oh, is staring at yes. us and okay. it is up to us to show them what, you know, is valuable in terms of, you know, aesthetics and uh, importance. You are right. 
That I'm just is saying that is fair. She is just one of those people that I mean, she's 32, so it's going to look it's going to start looking a little tired if you're still doing that, you know. You know what's going to happen? At age 40, but I'll tell you what's going to happen. In about uh hold on, I have to do math. In about 45 years, the Daily Mail will be doing an article about Julia Fox, the former muse yeah. of Kanye West and her being fall from grace. For DUI. Exactly. Well, I was like, uh, they're going to report her being elected into public office. Yeah, well, I mean, oh. that's actually, uh, you know, 332nd president of the United States, Julia Fox. I mean, mm-hmm. could go either way. Let's be yeah, honest. It's, but, you know, this woman, she, her brand is, is her. Her. Her brand is herself. Yeah. Uh, it is very it's not millennial i wouldn't call this millennial right this she's not a millennial she's a millennial is she she's yeah, on the yeah. she does mm-hmm. yeah fall in that category mm-hmm. where it, it's that's where i'm saying like if this doesn't change with because this to me is also just a sign of age right like there's a period where we all think like what we're doing is like trend setting mm-hmm. which you know the culture will decide certainly who's actually setting trends but um, or changing them or bucking them or like whatever it is, she'll figure it out. But right now she just seems like she's leading with her ego. And that's, you know, that's good for her. Yeah. Good for her. You know what, you Julia You do that Fox, so I don't have to. I don't have to you. go uh, put on things and then try to get the paparazzi to take photos of me. Oh. I'm just going to sit in my uh, sweats on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's taking photos there. That is for sure. Well, unless the camera that's in your computer or your television is watching you. Well, I think it's important to keep that thing covered up. Oh, but it's listening to you. You have Amazon. I know. Oh, I know. And it's listening. Do you know you can actually get a download of all the Mm -hmm. audio Mm -hmm. that your Amazon has collected from you? Yeah. I mean, that is frightening. Yeah. But sure would tell you some stories. Do you also know that you're, you can set your Amazon to alert you if it hears sounds when you're not home? Ooh. I know. So, like, if like it my hears dog barking, yeah, more like um, I don't think she'll do that. But sorry, I should stop saying her name. Uh, it, but like, br- like glass breaking. If you're uh, oh. if you're gone and she hears the sound of glass breaking, interesting. She, she'll notify you oh, on your phone. Wow, FYI. When you ret- when you return, when you return. I'll be here too. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we need to beat a dead horse. Oh no, that's not appropriate. I know, I like just animals. metaphorically, uh, in the form of Adele. Adele, oh God, you have to beat Adele. No, we just have to talk about Adele. All right, again after this on my talk one zero seven one. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hello. Uh, from the other side. That's what Adele would say in this moment. Um, but Adele, we're not hearing much from her, but we're seeing a lot of her apparently. So yesterday, Bradley, you brought a story about Adele and about uh, whether or not we think she's actually ever going to make good on that concert that she canceled last minute in Las Vegas, uh, that residency. I mean, that she literally, and I mean at the 11th hour, literally, like at 11 o'clock the night before it was supposed to start. Yeah. People in Las Vegas waiting to see Adele in concert, 
and she's nowhere to be found. Exactly. Uh, it's a she, mystery. She canceled it and has not yet. Where are you? Has not yet announced new dates. Well, and I said something yesterday about how it's just frustrating because it feels like what else are you doing? I mean, if this is either this is a priority or it's not a priority. Yeah. Either you're actually working on a new show or you're not working on a new show. But to say nothing is not helpful. Yeah, and it's I bet frustrating the, for all those ticket holders. Yeah. Well, apparently, now, she doesn't. I mean, we. it is a choice. When you are a person like Adele or you are a celebrity, it is a choice to be seen out in public. Mm-hmm. And certainly it is a choice to be seen out in public when you're sitting courtside at a basketball game. And that's exactly what she was doing, apparently, on Saturday night. She and Rich Paul were sitting courtside at uh, a basketball game. um, And they they apparently, they came in, they sat courtside. They were joined at some point by a friend. And then they left through the back exit. Yeah. But there they were, sitting courtside. um, And I can't, so, remember the last we heard, well, first we heard they had maybe broken up. Then we... Saw her flashing a diamond ring on yeah. that finger. Yeah, she proved us wrong on that one. Yeah, right. And she said, you know, somebody asked her if they were engaged. She said, I'm not going to say, like, but isn't it beautiful? Well, the pictures that they've provided in this article are not from Saturday when she was on the at court side. Okay. But she definitely has rings on her finger Okay. in these pictures. Yeah. I wondered about the choice to not include the actual photographs from the actual day that they're talking about in Yahoo News, which is just Saturday, this past Saturday. But either way, she was there with her boyfriend, Rich Mm -hmm. Paul, and nobody's talking about any type of You're saying it's kind of obnoxious that she's not said anything, but she's showing up in public? And, like, that's a choice. That That is a choice to be courtside at a basketball game you don't you want to be seen yeah but you don't want to have to talk to anybody if you're leaving through the back exit yeah exactly i mean i look i don't know what her plan is but clearly something has broken uh down in the communication between her and her fans i like i just think that she's missing a huge opportunity to you know navigate through this like awkward moment like it's not the worst thing ever i mean concerts get canceled all the time i mean justin bieber is dealing with this currently right. and it's through no fault of his own and you could believe that this is no fault of her own although you know i would maybe take a little bit of an issue with it it's not like a medical emergency it was a choice a creative choice that she was making but you know that's her right as an artist and Ultimately, when she is ready to put on a show, her fans are going to be all over it. I consider myself a huge Adele fan, and I um, am bummed by the way, because I don't think she is responsible for everything uh, when it comes to like some of the bad press around this thing. However, like at the end of the day, you're the artist. So, you know, just do something at this right. point. Like, tell us either... We don't know what's going on. Like, I just think she owes fans something. Right. Either it's going to happen or it's yeah. not going to happen. And maybe, she, you know, maybe she doesn't. Think, she would probably be like, I don't owe you anything. This is my art and I'll do what I want. And, you know, people will like clap and say, yes, queen. Yeah. Right? Like, that's awesome. Well, and part of that is true. But I do think she does owe something to a party of people. And that is the people who are 
not able to get well, refunds like people, on those tickets. Yeah, the people who are just sitting in limbo, I feel bad for them because yeah. they're holding tickets that it's not that they can't just, you know, they can't get them refunded or if they get them refunded. Uh, well, actually, I don't think you can get it refunded. I think it because they don't know. And that's been the whole problem is that if this tour had been canceled, right. you could get all your money back and start from scratch. Mm-hmm. Now you're just asking people to sit tight with no word on with uh, no word on what's next. So, well, yeah, it's frustrating. At the very least, for fans, it's frustrating. Yeah. And all the headlines uh, are about how the window, like you said yesterday, the window for her replacing that postponed residency is closing very fast. I also happened upon another headline that is not necessarily being reported by mainstream you know, media, but is in she's an alien. some tabloids. She is indeed an alien. Wow. No, according to some tabloids, though, she turned down a request to perform at the Queen's Jubilee, which I which I had wondered why she wasn't on that list. Right. I mean, she's British. Yeah. She's friends with Prince Harry. She's been honored uh, by the Queen in the past. Why isn't she performing there? Well, according to the stories, she was asked and turned down the opportunity. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Well, that just makes me wonder if there's not more there. Like maybe she's just not going to perform. Yeah. Anymore. I don't know. Anymore. Well, I don't know. Or maybe she's not planning on doing any performances in the near future. Or, you know, I mean, the longer this goes on without an answer, certainly the more questions you get. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Which is why I think the quicker she comes up with a you know, solution to this, she won't have to deal with us yammering about it. And by that, I mean, you know, everybody who's, you know, mildly intrigued or interested in Adele right. and what she's up to. Right. I mean, and again, to me, the thing that is frustrating is the choice to continue to kind of be out in public and say nothing. Not that she can't go in public. That's not what I'm saying. But in a way that is begging to be seen, Mm -hmm. like when you're courtside at a basketball game with Rich Paul, you're wanting to be seen or you're okay with being seen. Yeah. But you haven't provided an explanation or no, it's just every time you show up, like, I mean, as you're doing now, you're asking the question. So anytime she shows up somewhere, people are just going to always ask that question. Like, when is that tour going to happen? And she's going to probably be annoyed that people are asking that question. That's the, this is the thing that I don't understand and don't know because you like, you feel like, you know, a celebrity, Mm -hmm. we don't know the celebrity. It's because of all the like weird mediation through media that we have, that we feel like we know these people. I get it, you know, but to me, there's just something, uh, I don't know how to describe it where I'm like, Adele, what journey are we on right now? I know you've been in different places and you're going to new places and like be you and do all those things. But like, I just hope that this is not like, I don't know. I hope this is not a different Adele we're dealing with. Right. You know, like, but also at the same time, she's entitled to grow and be a different person. But this kind of behavior, like, um, I'm not going to tell people what's, you know, going to happen or like, I don't think this is live like this show lives up to my expectations such that I need to cancel it to the point where people are actually, you know, out of money, out of pocket invested into this. That's that to me is just frustrating. And I hope what I'm saying is I hope that that's not a sign of like, you know, diva behavior gone 
um, you know, gone wild. Well, it, yeah, it re- it reveals a facet of her character that we don't want to believe, yeah. right? Like we want to believe that Adele is for the people and that she is, you know, that she loves her fans and that she. Yeah. We want to believe good things about her. Fairy tale. So, like, uh, at this, that's why I struggle with that because it's like people are. I mean, Adele. Who knows what she's really right. like? And so. <laughs> I just I have this notion of who I think Adele is and I think a lot of fans do as well and it's hard sometimes to deal with you know reality them behaving differently yeah. than our expectations well she's definitely behaving differently from our expectations when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show oof share your travel nightmares um you guys, it's not easy to get on a flight these days. If you've been stranded somewhere and have a nightmare story, give us a call. 651-641-1071. We'll talk to you after this.